This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome into the flagship podcast interview. We are joined by Lance Taylor. You can hear him on Jocks Radio uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Lance, how are you doing? Chip, I'm good, man. It's been too long, um, but happy new year to you. 2021 seems a little like 2020, but uh, excited about a national championship matchup. And and actually, man, I was on a walk today and I was thinking about this season. It has been the longest football season and it has been one of my favorite seasons. And maybe because my Rams are still playing, um, but it's, you know, it's been such a, a escape from the reality that was 2020 that rolls into 2021. But um, it's kind of sad that college football will be done in, in a day, but hey, we've, we've made it this far. Well, we got a lot to talk about because uh, the Texas Longhorns have fired Tom Herman. They've hired Steve Sarkeesian and Steve Sarkeesian, of course, the offensive coordinator at Alabama the last two years. I uh, want to get your impression of that hire and your impression of Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama the last two years. Okay, I'll start with the latter first, Jeff. I think he did a tremendous job. Now, you know, when you have a collection of toys that Alabama has at their disposal, um, you know, I think I could realistically go out there and Alabama could average, and I know nothing, it could average 35 to 40 per year. With that said, Sark took an offense in his first full year in 19 with Tua, obviously, you know, one of the, uh, the number one quarterbacks taken by the Miami Dolphins this past year, but they went for a school record 47.2 points per game in 19. And then they top it this year with over 48 points per game. And, you know, you've got a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. First time we've seen that since the turn of the century. I mean, he's done an outstanding job. Obviously, winning the Royals Award. He is a great offensive coordinator. I've always said that. You know, I've got a little link to USC. I pull for the Trojans. You know, I watched him as an assistant there, as a head coach there for a year plus. He just, to me, seems to be a much better offensive coordinator than a head coach. With that said, he's 46 now. He had some demons he had to exercise. And maybe as he gets a little bit more mature, like Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, successful first year in Oxford. Didn't think he was going to be the best head coach in the world. Was a really good play caller. Maybe Sarkeesian now that he's got some of this stuff behind him, he can delegate a little bit and he becomes a better general now when he's given this third opportunity. So. Um, what we've heard is that Nick Saban's endorsement was huge as well as Alabama athletic director, Greg Byrne and, and Sarkeesian, you said it, he had some demons when he was in his thirties, uh, alcohol, um, dependency. What, what have we heard in terms of his ability to rehabilitate himself? I mean, by all accounts, Everyone loves him in Tuscaloosa. You know, he's one of those California guys that people gravitate towards. 
And I don't know why he didn't have a lot of success at Washington. You know, that's not the easiest job, Chip. But, you know, Chris Peterson, a guy did, you know, a really good coach did get them to a college football playoff. But then he took over what is what was one of the premier programs in USC. And it was just it was average, you know, not really a big enough sample size to to be fair about that. You know, nine wins in year one and then was fired because of some of the demons we just talked about in year two. You know, that was an abbreviated run there. Um you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, talking to people, we don't have a lot of ac- access, obviously, to assistant coaches because, you know, Nick Saban, it's the motto, one voice, one program. The assistants don't talk, you know, unless it's a specialized situation like national championship or college football playoff where they get their one day on the podium. So I never really had any access to Steve Sarkeesian. But everyone that I've talked to said, man, the guy is, you know, he's just a go easy guy that everybody gravitates to. And, you know, he can recruit and, you know, he's just a football guy, man. And he, you know, you just look at what this offense has been able to do. And and you being in Austin, the biggest disconnect from the Longhorn fans has been the lack of offense and the inconsistencies. And, you know, obviously it got a little better from Charlie Strong, 16 and 21, to Tom Herman, 32 and 18, still not good enough. But when Tom Herman took this job, Jeff, I thought it was a no-brainer. I, you know, I lost a bet recently on the air when it was finalized that Herman was out. I said within five years, he'd be in a college football playoff. And I was just blown away that Tom Herman was never able to get over that hump. Yeah. Well, you um, talking to Lance Taylor, Jocks Radio, Birmingham, Alabama, about uh, the hiring of Steve Sarkeesian. And um, Lance, you also have a a website, lanceslock.com, where you make picks for those who who like to put a little wager down on, on this and that. And... Sarkeesian was in the NFL for a couple of years with the Atlanta Falcons after Kyle Shanahan left under Dan Quinn and Sarkeesian was fired from that job. What, what do you remember about him with the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, You know, I mean, he had a lot of weapons there too. And I I wonder if it was just, he wasn't really an NFL guy and he was just kind of getting used to that situation, but, you know, with the Falcons, man, to have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. And, I mean, you know, you, you had a former MVP and one of the best wide receivers we've seen over the last decade. I thought they would be a little bit better. But he seems to be more of a college guy to me. And I think it's going to be fascinating this time around because, you know, Nick Saban said it recently. You know, in today's college football, great offenses beat great defenses. And that's the reason Steve Sarkeesian at 46 years old is getting his third shot at a head job. So when you look at um, the hire, Texas, from going from Tom Herman to Steve Steve Sarkeesian, are you surprised? Yeah, a little bit. Um, And and for this reason, because I didn't see enough when he was a head guy. You know, he was 46 and 35 in six-plus years, never had a 10-win season. You go back to the years at Washington, and again, I think Washington is a B, can be a B-plus program. You know, uh, he never was better than third in the Pac-12 North, and I just don't get that. And then you start to look at top 25s, uh, top 25 games. He was 7-21 and 21 in those matchups. So, to me, it's almost like a vertical move. You pay Tom Herman $15 million to get out, and you bring in a guy that's just not proven as a head coach. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. You know, I'm just a little – I don't want to be pessimistic about the situation, but I'm just not sure it's going to work out. Um, we are going to take a quick break right here on the flagship podcast with Lance Taylor from jocks radio, Birmingham, Alabama. And when we come back, 
we will get into the national championship game. So Lance, what do you think about Alabama and Ohio State for the national championship? Uh, it seems like a better matchup than before Ohio State played Clemson. Now, I was one of those guys, Chip, and you know I didn't get to talk to you before that game, but I had Ohio State winning that game. I felt good about Ohio State's matchup. To me, it came down to Trey Sermon and what he was going to be able to do against that Clemson defense. Trey Sermon goes off. Um, so now Ohio State seems like a formidable opponent that actually can beat Alabama. The number's up to nine right now. But, you know, this, this seems like a fun matchup. Everybody figured it would be Alabama-Clemson. But now you've got a 7-0 Ohio State team, and when that offense is popping with Trey Sermon, Justin Fields can make plays. You've got weapons on the, the perimeter with Olave and, and Wilson. It's going to be a fun matchup. What, um, when you looked at the, the, the firepower for Alabama, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, and Mac Jones, how do you size up those weapons? Did the right guy win the Heisman Trophy? Um, you know, not a humble brag here. I am a voter and I voted Devonte Smith. I mean, I just, I think he was the best player, the most valuable player in college football. And I said it, you know, six, eight weeks ago, the one guy Alabama can ill afford to lose is Devonte Smith, especially once Jalen Waddle went down. Najee's a great player. You know, Brian Robinson would be a drop off, but I still think they would be productive running the football. Really don't know what you get with Bryce Young. I mean, Mac Jones obviously ended up being an elite quarterback. Uh, but Devontae, man, just some of the plays that kid was able to make and just some of the intangibles. You know, you go back to the Florida game and just, you know, a, a recovery of a fumble on an interception return and um, the onside kick recovery. The guy's always in the right place at the right time. And you're talking about just a burner on the outside, a guy that can do absolutely everything for Alabama. To me, he was the most valuable player, not only with Alabama in college football, 20 receiving touchdowns in an abbreviated season. That is insane. Um, yeah, I just, Devonte Smith to me is the best player. How, uh, how do you think the, the distraction, if you will, of Steve Sarkeesian being hired by Texas, there's rumblings of, of some of the assistant coaches at Alabama possibly going with them. How do you think that has served as a distraction or not leading up to the national championship game? Well, you know, Alabama has been through it before with Kirby Smart. You know, it didn't work out when Lane Kiffin was pretty much let go between the semifinal and the national championship game. But I think Nick Saban has got this thing kind of dialed in. And, you know, uh, it, it is unknown exactly how many or who will go. You know, Kyle Flood is one of those guys more than likely that is going to be gone. Um, but I think Nick Saban knows how to do this. And Sarkeesian is he's a professional. You know, it, you know, one of the, the great recruiting tools will be Steve Sarkeesian and how many times that they mention Texas's new head coach is this guy right here that is that has orchestrated this offense that's averaging almost 50 points per game. So Sarkeesian wants to go out there. He wants this offense to be fluid and exactly what it was the entire 2020 season. And so I really believe, man, this guy has been focused on Ohio State. You know, he's got, you know, his duties when he's got a little downtime for Texas. But right now, up until – you know, Monday night, it's going to be all Alabama for him. What um, you, you mentioned, Kyle Flood, his name has been mentioned as uh, the offensive line coach and, and likely offensive coordinator at Texas, A.J. Milwee, um, one of the analysts going with uh, Sarkeesian, probably his quarterback's coach, Jeff Banks, the tight ends coach at Alabama. I think that's the one that's kind of still up in the air. Uh, your thoughts on the Alabama coaches who've been mentioned as possible uh, assistants at Texas? Well, they've got one thing in common. They can all recruit. And I think Sarkeesian has learned this. 
you know, there were some ups and downs with USC, that program, when it came to recruiting. Washington is not the easiest place to recruit to. But I think Sark in his couple of years, you know, two plus years now in Tuscaloosa, he's learned the only way you're going to win championships is you've got to have these top five recruiting classes year in and year out. And you got to get guys that are hungry, man. You got to get dogs that will just, you know, out recruit anyone. And, you know, those are the guys, you know, Banks and Flood are guys that are very personable and they are guys that have been doing it for a long time and they know how to how to get it done and how to close deals. And I think that's the most important thing as Sarkeesian. Obviously, he wants football guys, but, man, the most important thing when it comes to college football is just getting those five-star guys in. Yeah, no doubt about it. What um, you look at the transition that Nick Saban's had over the years, it's been one, you know, coordinator, one assistant after another. How's he been able to maintain that level? It's crazy, man. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when – we say, hey, man, Alabama's returning two starters on offense. It's just not a big deal anymore. Alabama's re- replacing an offensive coordinator. I mean, Brian Dable, that was the guy that I don't think Alabama fans really appreciated anything Dable did. And now the guy's calling offenses for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And you see the progression of Josh Allen, you know, an MVP candidate now in Buffalo, probably the most balanced all-around team in the NFL right now and an opportunity to win a Super Bowl this year. Um, it's just these coordinators, man, they just – they come and go, and and it's just like the players, man. Nick Saban has just got this fine oiled machine, and you know, looking for his seventh national championship, which will break a tie with Bear Bryant for the most in the history of college football. This would be six and twelve years, and I know you preach all the time to a starving college football uh, fan base in Texas that hasn't won one since two thousand five. You know, if Sarkeesian is fifty percent of Nick Saban, you'll get one. I mean. Saban has just been that good. And, you know, I know his assistants that have gotten their own programs, it hasn't equated to this big time success yet. It looked like it was going to with Kirby Smart, especially in year two at Georgia. But, you know, these guys have got the opportunity and Sarkeesian has taken over one of the blue bloods, one of the premier programs. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it really is phenomenal. And it's, and it is very difficult. It's, it's kind of like the Belichick assistants, right? Yeah. You keep going back to that well, hoping, and it's not its not as easy as, uh, as Belichick or Saban make it look to be. Yeah, let me say this too, Chip. Um, you know, when I was you – know, people think I'm a little hard on the Sarkeesian hire, at least when it initially went down. Um, there's just not a lot of elite coaches that are proven. I mean, you, you know, Urban Meyer was obviously a slam dunk. If you could get Urban Meyer, then that's the guy you want because he is a guy that, along with Nick Saban and now Dabo Sweeney, that they're elite guys. And, you know, if Texas is going to fire Tom Herman and pay him $15 million, I don't know who you're going to get. I mean, all of these are a roll of the dice. And so, again, we'll see how this thing plays out. Um, but, you know, there's just – there's not a, a lot of elite coaches to choose from. Ryan Day might end up being an elite coach. Lincoln Riley, I guess you could kind of put him in that category, at least coming up on an elite coach. But, you know, he's yet to win a college football playoff game. All right, so what's your prediction for the national championship game? Well, you know, this is the highest total. It's 75-and-a-half in the history of a college football playoff game. So I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I do think – Alabama and Pete Golding, the defensive coordinator, their focus is going to be we've got to find a way to limit Trey Sermon because we've seen Justin Fields, you know, in that first half against Northwestern and for four quarters against Indiana, when Trey Sermon wasn't getting it done, he has really struggled. 
So you got to eliminate Trey Sermon, which I think Alabama will at least be able to limit him. They've only given up 200-plus rushing yards one game, and that was back October 10th against Ole Miss. The defense has been night and day since then, and Alabama's just used to these situations. I think Fields, there is no chance he plays like he did against Clemson. I think Alabama will win their uh, sixth national championship under Nick Saban. I think they end up winning this thing by 14 to 17 points. Um, I think it's a high-scoring affair. I think you know Ohio State will get some points here on this Alabama defense, but I think Alabama ultimately pulls away and wins in the fourth quarter. There he is, Lance Taylor, Jocks Radio, Birmingham, Alabama, Lance'sLock.com for the picks. Lance, appreciate the time, my man. Any other thoughts on Steve Sarkeesian before we uh, before we well, sign off? I will tell you this, man, I'm pulling for him. You know, when I say things like this, and you, you and I have been in this business too long, that you don't want to necessarily get these things right. When I say I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is going to win a national championship at Texas or – you know, I don't think this thing's going to work out any more than Tom Herman did. I don't want that to be right. This is an unbelievable redemption story. When you really dig to the bones of Steve Sarkeesian and all the ups and downs and, you know, give Nick Saban credit, man, for bringing him in and giving him another opportunity. But I'm pulling for Sarkeesian, man. I hope it works out. I love seeing that burnt orange and white, the, the all-white uniform in Texas outside of USC's white jerseys, best uniform in college football. I'd love to see Texas back, man. And um, I'm pulling for Sarkeesian. Well, it's uh, it's good stuff. Everybody get over to uh, Lance'sLock.com for the picks. Lance, appreciate it so much. Happy New Year, my man. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, man. I always enjoy uh, talking to you, Chip. It's, it's always a ton of fun. Well, and we thank uh, everyone for listening in on the flagship podcast interview Until next time, I am Chip Brown. Get over to horns247.com and stay safe and keep the faith.